Hey everyone, welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. This is Brian and we're here with a new episode with Paul and Tasia Ford from Big Red's Hot Sauce. By the end of the episode, you're going to hear their story. You're going to get a taste of what's going on with the Flavor Tour. And if you're like me, uh, you're going to leave this episode being inspired to be your best self. Uh, I shared a little bit more about some of those reflections on the Craft Hot Sauce newsletter that we send out on the first of every month. So be sure to sign up for our community newsletter on crafthotsauce.com. We send out the, the latest stories that we feature, and you'll also hear about curated hot sauce boxes that we release, like our November Craft Hot Sauce box with Big Red's Hot Sauce, but also our Thanksgiving Hot Sauce box, which you're going to want to check out. But before we get into the episode, I have a message from our sponsor, Anton Parr. Uh, And this one goes out to hot sauce makers that work really hard to create a great recipe. And once you do, you got to make sure it has uh, the same consistency. And a huge part of consistency is viscosity. Simply put, how liquid uh, is your hot sauce? We've all been there before when you dump out half a hot sauce bottle onto your plate because it's so thin. Uh, or we've also been turned off when a hot sauce is more like a paste that you can really barely get out of the bottle. So Anton Parr with their Visco QC is not only the industry standard quality control viscometer for major food companies, but it's also the easiest to use. So if you don't have a scientific background like myself, uh, the Visco QC can be set up in minutes. And before you know it, you're using the same viscometer used by big brand competition. You know your hot sauce is perfect, so with the Visco QC from Anton Parr, you can make sure that it's perfect for everyone else too. To learn more about Anton Parr and the Visco QC, find a link in the show notes for this episode. So let's head into the episode, and here is Paul and Tasia Ford from Big Red's Hot Sauce. Let's go. Tasia and Paul, welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Of course, of course. And, yeah. and uh I, I uh, we're just catching up before the call and it's it's a busy time so I I appreciate your time and it sounds like you're all going for a record with the amount of production in a week um, which is I think an awesome thing uh, with everything going on uh, with coronavirus um, but yeah cu- curious how you all have had to adjust since March it's been kind of a, a crazy wave but um, can you give me kind of an update of what that was like in March and then kind of how things have progressed since then? Well, uh, when March, uh, when this whole thing started, uh, uh, we just sat back and looked, we took, we took a little thing, uh, time to sit back and reflect. Uh, we shut down for like two weeks cause we, we wasn't so sure what was going on. Uh, we do a lot of farmers markets, festivals, shows, stuff like that. So we took two weeks off. We looked back and, uh, we just took and reflect on things. And, uh, we decided we, uh, we're gonna get back to work, and uh, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Ever since then, it's just been uh, we've been fortunate enough, been in the right position. It's just been taking off, and it's just been going crazy online, went nuts because everybody stayed home mm-hmm. and everybody ate. And that's what everybody yeah. did: stay home yeah. and eat more and more. So you know, 
plus hot sauce, man, because that's a great thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, get some bland chicken, you need some hot sauce on it. So it was uh uh it's been a crazy ride. We've been actually we've been really, really busy and uh, which has been blessed. Like Paul said, I mean, um, we are very customer facing, so farmers markets are huge, expos are huge for us, um, events, festivals are very huge for us. Um, we have wholesale accounts as well, but part of what we do, the Big Red's way, is the experience, you know, taking you on the yeah. flavor tour. So um, I won't lie, when, you know, we first heard about it, I'm just going to be honest, I thought it was going to blow over. I was like, this is yeah. going to be gone. So I'm at the markets and, you know, you see trickles of people wearing masks. And then you're like, okay, that's weird. Then the next week, everyone's wearing a mask. And then you start scratching your head and you're trying to figure it all out. But, um, you know, as Paul said, we we had to kind of take a break and step back and look around and see, okay, like, what is the landscape going to look like for us as a predominantly customer-facing business? And what are we going to have to do so that we're here tomorrow? So we literally had to pivot and quick. And so we just really amped up our um, online presence. Everything got canceled. Um, the expos, the festivals, the things that we were looking forward to got canceled. And um, I just thank God because at the end of the day, you know, the people came out to support the small businesses. They really understood the fact that, hey, if we don't support them, they may not be here tomorrow. So, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody out there that supported Big Reds and small businesses alike because you guys are the reason why we're still here and thriving to this day. So, you know, thank you. You know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I met you guys. I don't think you, you I, I didn't really say that I'm oh, I'm Brian, I'm a podcaster or hot sauce. Like, but I, I met you guys <laughs> in, in Portland last summer and went on the flavor tour. Yeah. And, and uh, that was like, I, I just sensed the energy and, and community from your booth. And it, it was just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of amazing hot sauce companies um, at all the expos, uh, especially the Portland Hot Sauce Expo. Uh, but but what, for the for the listener, what, what's the flavor tour? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the flavor tour, like, we, what we do, we start you from, like, mile. We, we get those taste buds warmed up. We start you with the OG sauce, the Big Red's original sauce. Uh, then next we go to green chili avocado. You store, you're not sure. Like, oh, it's not hot. I don't know where this is going. You know, we warm you up. Then we hit you with sweet and spicy. Then we hit you with another little savory medium one. Then we start giving you the burn. Uh, a little bit of burn. Then that should you know, step it way up. Another <laughs> two Then we do it again. And then... We hit you with the three kings. And after that, you start burning. You're loving the flavor. You're loving it. Then we give you the cool down. We cool everything down with our smother sauces. So th that's somewhat the flavor tour. So we Yeah, I would say the easiest way to describe the flavor tour is that's the experience. That's the culture that you're going to feel when you come to Big Red's booth. We may as well. Can we do a sound off? It's not going to be too loud and blood speakers, would it? Well, no, let's go. Let's go. Wait. You want to do a sound off? Yeah. All right, here. You can lead it off. Okay. Oh, boy. The flavor tour. So that's how it starts. And basically, you know, the experience we want you to feel is, you know, if you went on any tour, you have a tour guide and they're going to guide you through the whole entire experience. And that's exactly what we do. We tell you, you know, the point of difference. We tell you how to use the sauces, what is good on and why you need to have it in your life. That is the flavor tour. <laughs> and it literally takes you, like Paul said, from start to finish. 
mild, sweet and spicy, hot to even hotter. Um, it's even color coded sometimes. You probably notice in, in your bottles in the back. Yeah, yeah. You got the big, big Red's original. It's green, green for go. You got the big yellow. That's yellow for caution. You got the smoky habanero. That's uh, red. And that's a, you know, stop if you don't like it hot. So we literally got it color coordinated for everyone. So there's um, literally something for everyone to enjoy on the flavor tour. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I totally remember that. That was everybody was loving it. Um, and then uh, I, I got to go on a mini flavor tour. I, I had a um, kind of a chicken pie that I made and, and uh, I had the, the ghost pepper sauce. I had the original sauce and I had the, uh, the mustard, the mustard sauce, which was uh, something I, I didn't expect to like put it on there, but it, it was, it was perfect. And, and I, yeah, there's definitely some heat on them, and, and the, <laughs> it was nice to kind of cool down, mellow out with, with the mustard one. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely, awesome. Well, I, I, we're definitely going to get into some of the details on how you've all been in business for nine years. Uh, congratulate! That, that's that's incredible. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But and, and and you're you're located in Arizona, right? Yep. Um, cool. And uh, Paul, I, I know you mentioned uh, you're from Philadelphia, and um, I was talking actually with my coworker Kirk, uh, who who grew up in, in Northeast Philly, and okay. um, yeah, I was talking to him, and 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 I was uh, he, I've heard a lot of uh, stories about uh, his, his upbringing in Philly and and everything, and. And he said one thing about Philly is that it's a lot with it's a lot about neighborhoods and oh, yeah, and, and different kind of cultures definitely. and everything. Where, where in Philadelphia did you grow up? I grew up in Southwest Philadelphia. Okay. Southwest, it's like it's like uh, I don't know, like uh, what a university like Drexel and Penn around that area. So Southwest Philadelphia, yep. It's nice. uh, yeah, a lot of culture, a lot of neighborhood, and you know everybody knows everyone, so. It's a great place to grow up for sure. Cool, cool. And what was your your household like? Do you have siblings? And actually, yeah, I, I do. I have an older brother, and I have a twin brother as well. So okay. I have a twin brother. Yeah, so uh, he's a whole lot bigger than me. He's like six seven. I'm on six three. Oh my three, god! So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, my household was just like everyone else's uh, household. Um, uh, my mom was uh she's a teacher, so she was a teacher. Uh she she always wanted us on studies, make sure we do chores. Yep. I mean, everything. I mean, you know, she she cooked somewhat. I mean <laughs> you know, but uh yeah. So uh I mean, I don't know, say it's just uh it was just like everyone else, I think, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to interject if I could please. Um <laughs> Paul's very modest sometimes, and and I think that's partly his superpower. But um, like, no, I I don't think he had a normal upbringing by any means. And the only reason I say that is, um, you know, I've had the the pleasure to be close with with his mom. Um, but his mom is extremely disciplined, and she raised her boys to be extremely disciplined. Um. His father was a pilot in the Marines. Wow. And, um, you know, and like he just has a wealth of knowledge. And um, both of them, you know, um, 
went to graduate school, you know, and not just went, but completed, you know, so he definitely has a a wealth of knowledge and, um, you know, like a lot of families that, that don't really have that, that, um, that upbringing, just being grounded, you know, grounded in their faith, which, you know, his mother really is, um, he's, he got the chance to kind of see the world a little bit differently. And, um, of course, you know, it wasn't without their struggles and I'll let you talk about those since you kind of grew up in those. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, going to Philly Philly is, uh, you know, you know, you you always your ups and downs. You have, I mean, it's a big city. You're just like any, any other big city like that. You know, you know, you, you know, you always can go the wrong direction if, uh, Anywhere the, the wind blows, you know, mm-hmm. you know what, what you see in uh, plus in the nineties, uh, Philadelphia is pretty pretty rough in the nineties, you know. Uh, but you know, I got to thank my mom to keep me keep me grounded, you know, because those times I was a little wild, but you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it, I mean, I think that's that's so important to have that presence um, and. I think there's a lot of things that you go through as a kid that you, everyone kind of goes off in, in directions, but I think when, when you have those influences, whether that be family, friends, um, kind of moments in your life that can kind of um, steer you in, in the right direction. And I think a lot of times people uh, kind of find a, a passion and, and I don't know if, if there was anything that kind of, you found like I know you love gardening um, and, yeah. and cooking. Now I, I don't was that something that you kind of found when you were growing up, or was that something? Uh, I don't know if there was anything that in your childhood that you kind of attached to that helped you keep on a, on a good path. Well, I was always an athlete, so I always played uh, played basketball, and um, that kept me out of a lot of trouble. That kept me grounded. It kept me disciplined. You know, I had great coaches, you know, that was always on me. And, uh, you know, I, I played a lot of basketball. There was a lot of, you know, at certain times in my life, like, I mean, definitely my teenage years, that's what I turned on. That's what I de-stressed. I want to get away from the world. Like, the world was perfect as long as I was playing basketball, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I did turn to those things when I was younger. As I got older, I always, always like, uh, I did all the landscaping at my house. And my brother, my twin brothers lurched the grass. My older brother lurched the grass. <laughs> we had a big yard and all this stuff. So, you know, I fell in love for, like, uh, just doing landscaping, uh, plants and stuff like that. Uh, I also had a neighbor that used to teach me a lot of that stuff. So my dad was a huge gardener as well. So growing up, you know, um, we were military brats. We always had a garden somewhere and we always, you know, he always taught me different things about gardening and, uh, and I always wanted to do it, but, uh, you know, uh, we just never had the space, you know, how the East coast is, you really don't have that much space yeah. to really work. <laughs> you know? So, but the moment I moved to Texas, I, I start putting my hands in the dirt more, uh, start experimenting, uh, just try and error and error. So when I got older, I turned to different things. Gardening was definitely one of those things. It's definitely a de-stressor even now. Uh, you know, when it gets tough and, you know, you start getting a little overwhelmed, yeah, I, I'll go in the backyard, start planting something next, you know. Just like when that two weeks I took off uh, for, for COVID when it hit, I put this massive garden in my backyard right now. I have 
<laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, you I probably have like uh probably about 30 different kind of peppers. I put wow. yeah, I put way more like <laughs> yeah, we can eat that stuff all that stuff if we wanted to. But yeah, yeah, I mean it was just I just love doing it, you know. I just love to awesome. watching things grow. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is something about kind of uh Grow, see, yeah, seeing something grow, planting it, doing it with your own hands, getting outside, um, and, and doing it to maybe kind of refresh from some stuff that really stressful. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so Tasia, where, where, where did you, where did you grow up? Um, I'm a military brat as well. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, my dad was in the Air Force. <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so I would, I probably spent the most time, uh, my youth in Maryland. And then, uh, as I got a little bit older, Michigan and Utah. So, um, my mom's hometown is Utah. My dad's hometown is Michigan. And, uh, you know, so we traveled around quite a bit, um, as far as, you know, my upbringing, like, um, just very, uh, you know, traditional, you know, hardworking parents that, that definitely believe that, you know, you work hard, you know, you go to school, you get an education and you, um, you save, you, you plan, you know, that type of thing. Um, but, uh, entrepreneurs were not, I, I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. So, you know, imagine how I, I must've felt, you know, <laughs> meeting this man right here. And, um, you know, he's just very, you know, entrepreneurial, um, he talks about, you know, his gardening. He also talks about, you know, watching things grow. He could have very easily had a landscaping business. That's who he is. Like he used to be a carpenter. Like there is nothing he can't do with his hands. Like he just, you know, he can do anything. Um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I got food. <laughs> I still have a man for making cookies, baking cookies. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was. I was uh I was in for for a wild ride for sure um marrying this guy right here. Um, so, so so where did where did you guys connect and meet for the first time? In Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That, that was not where I expected. That's amazing. Yeah. We met in Vegas. Um we literally just uh my my mom um moved to to vegas um and me and my sister we uh, followed her out there as well and then paul was living in vegas at the time as well and my sister and i we actually sing and that's how we met mike and paul because they were in a completely different you know field of work back then yeah <laughs> you know? my brother and i used to do, do songwriting we still on our own uh, record label this stuff oh like my that God. Wow, that's what cheesy! Wow, that, that's that's incredible. Yeah. That's cool. You know, that's you're the first person to ever heard that too. Yeah. By the way, I'm just letting you know that's wow, a, wow. A I, got, I got another exclusive for you if you want it. Oh, okay. So, fun fact: my sister is married to his twin, so uh, wow. go figure. <laughs> wow, that that is awesome. Yeah. I, I actually, um, I, I my. Um, I, I have a very close family relationship that that was also the case. Sisters marrying twins. Right. Uh, so yeah, oh, wow. that, oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in Rhode Island. <laughs> um, so wow. So I, I, I thought um, you were gonna 
talk about a different industry with the the drilling because I I know you Paul you spent some time in Afghanistan um yep. dr- uh, was it drilling water holes for yeah drill water wells for the troops water. out there yeah wow yep. so uh, yeah the, the, I think it was in 2009 I was there for 2009 to 2011 uh, we're on a um, this one the time they were doing uh, the push from Afghanistan, bring more troops over around about that time. Uh, like I said, a lot of people don't understand, but Afghanistan, they didn't have a lot of water to do different things. You know, uh, to bring more people, you need more water. Like, you know, something that we take for granted in the U.S. You just yeah. think, you know, we don't have to look for water. So, uh, and we went out there, we uh, uh, drilled water wells uh, out there. We drilled maybe most of the wells about 3,000 feet. Uh, deep, use it down there. So uh, it's just stuff that uh, that they're not normally used to doing it. Because like I think the the core engineers and uh and uh, like the army or something, I think they go like three hundred feet deep and stuff like that. So this was a little different, uh, especially things that we did. So we do a lot of wells out there, and um, I mean it was a great experience out there for sure. You know, it wasn't. It, it was more, you know. It was a great experience. Like uh, it was, it was bigger than us, you know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, some places we went, you, we didn't have water. You got one bottle of water for the whole day, like one wow. liter of bottle of water for the whole day. So you you were doing a job that actually is very meaningful. Like you can see the work that you do, you know. And then like uh, once, you know, I think uh, once the the military is done with the base, they they let the the local have clean drink, drinking water so it's not just for the troops it's just yep. for the local people there as well yeah so you know uh yeah i saw some of their wells i mean yeah you wouldn't drink that wow. it, it's just totally different so uh so that was an awesome thing to, to do i mean sometimes when i go back to the same base that was there it was nothing next you know you go there's like a little min- miniature city when you bring the water there you know, it's just, you know, water is such a viable resource that that people take for granted. That's you know, so it, I don't know. It, it was just amazing experience for me for sure. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. life changing. You know, I I drill a lot of water wells all around, all around the world and stuff like that. Usually, just with another hole in the ground and just, you know, just a job they get done. You know, that work I actually was proud of. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I've talked to a few people that have. Uh, either uh, served in Afghanistan or, or, or worked there and, and just saying that coming back, they've had a, a much different and uh, appreciation for kind of America in, in, a, in a different perspective after doing that. And yeah, so I, I'd imagine that probably was the, was the case for you too. Oh yeah. Live the, uh, definitely. I mean, I was so grateful even to this day. I mean, it, it changed my the whole look on life and, and, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, the stuff that we take for granted over here is like, yeah. you know, it's like eye opening, like, it's just crazy. And you know, we're just so fortunate, like, to be in this country, like, people have no idea how fortunate they really are, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Wow. So when was, when was this? So you, you, you were doing that 2009 to, to 11. Um, and, and I guess that's, that's coming. That's coming up on, on nine years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I heard that there's a man named Red. That That's oh, not yeah. you. 
um, yeah. that that uh, plays into this this story. Uh, who, who's who's Red? Red used to be a neighbor of mine. He used to be he used to be my partner. He used to be my partner uh, when I first started. Uh, before we got um, when we first when we first started Big Reds, it was him and I. I was the big and he was the red. So it's big red. <laughs> so we came up with big red. That's how the name Big Reds came. Uh, much bigger. Way bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we started out for uh probably folks. Maybe a year, maybe tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we started playing around with this probably in 2010, maybe. Yeah. About 2010, we started playing around with things. So we went in business, we came went in business in 2011. But uh, like I said, he had a lot of health issues, a lot of different things, and uh, he couldn't continue on doing, you know, all the back break work we're doing. You know, he, he's a whole lot older now. So, you know, and I, I was just, you know, this young gun that's ready to take over the world, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all go, 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 you know. And, uh, yeah, we just decided, you know, it's not a great fit for him right now, uh, you know. So. Yeah, we just went our, our separate ways. We're still good friends from this day, you know. But uh, I just took the business going forward. I, I think, um, you know, like that. We are thankful, though, you know, because you know, just in what we talked about recently, you've already got the chance to hear some of the things that that Paul can do. So um, he already knew at a he already knew he was going to go into business for himself. Uh, we wanted to have a family. He was on the road all the time. And I I didn't want to feel, feel like a single parent. So mm-hmm. he knew that he had to come home and do something. We just never thought it would be hot sauce. So um, we're, we're very grateful, you know, to Red to, you know, have even kind of opened our eyes to a whole nother world that, you know, we weren't privy to prior to knowing him. Um, but I think it comes down to um, expectations and also um, perceptions, you know, like, yep. If I say the term golf club and I tell you to draw me a picture, you know, you might draw me, you know, an actual golf club that you swing and hit a golf ball. Or you might draw me this golf club that's like, you know, can take memberships and, you know, have all these amenities. It really just depends on your perception. And I think um, when Paul had the idea to go into business, he always thinks big. Um, whereas someone else may think uh, of it as something that might be kind of cool to show your friends, have a product, you know, something that you can enjoy and pass around. But yeah, there has to be that, um, you know, that uh, agreement. And I think that, um, you know, as Paul said, when it kind of got to the point that was a little bit larger than what, you know, Red would be able to sustain, um, you know, we had to kind of part ways and uh, we had to make a decision because we were already, fully invested <laughs> yeah and that's putting it lightly and at this you know around that time you know we found out that we were you know I was pregnant with our first child so wow. um we had a decision it was like okay like we literally threw our life savings into this so we can walk away you know holding the bag or we can dive in um and at that point we decided okay this is the name it's a great name um but you know we're we're going to create a culture behind it as opposed to an individual. Yeah. So I, I heard a saying that I think is pretty appropriate with that situation. Um, I think it was is Reed Hoffman who who started uh, LinkedIn, and he said, 
best definition of entrepreneurship is jumping off a cliff and then <laughs> building an airplane on the way down. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of, and it kind of sounded like yeah. you, you jumped off that cliff, uh, what, cause you, you, business, there's a lot of money, uh, that you don't think, uh, you think hot sauce, oh, you get your ingredients, you get your bottles, yeah. it's, yeah. and then you sell them for more. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of licenses. There's, um, right. I mean, I won't go into all, all the things that go into a, um, a hot sauce, but, um, right. I, I'm curious when you were kind of trying to assemble that airplane and, and uh, <laughs> um, what were some of the, the kind of the early things you were thinking about? And, and you mentioned culture, which I think is, is so cool and um, is so important to think about what do you want to build? What do you want to make? Who are you going to be besides just um, Paul and Tasia and, and Red? Um, but I'm curious, what were some of the the kind of the early thoughts um, when when you were starting off? Tell you the truth, the whole Big Red's culture it it, it evolved. Yeah, we, we we didn't we didn't really honestly, truthfully, we really didn't know. And uh, you know, like uh, I was always the behind the scenes type guy. You know, for years, like for like at least the first couple of years, or maybe even longer. No one knew he, I was the owner of Big Reds. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew I created any of the sauces or anything. You know, I yeah. was always behind the scenes. Like, you know, I always have a team. Like, uh, even in, in, to this day, like, I always, like, we go to festivals. Uh, you saw us in Portland. I'm never saying, look, like, look, I'm the guy that created the flavor tour. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, but it evolved over the years. It evolved over the years. Like, I remember when I actually created the flavor tour and actually said it. It's like, uh, I think, I don't know. We came out with our fifth flavor, right? We launched it right before uh, the California Hot Sauce Expo, the, the very first one. Very okay. first one. We launched the maple bacon jalapeno. So before, you know, everybody was great at uh, pitching the first four sauces. Everybody knew, hands down. Like, so uh, we had a whole bunch of people at a booth and, you know, it was getting overwhelming. And I, I just, I saw my crew and everybody was just like, like, <laughs> confused. They didn't know what to say about the the, 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 the fifth flavor, you know, this new flavor. And everybody just, uh, it just threw everyone off. You know, this is our uh -huh. first time launching it. So it was like. Okay, so I just sat back and I was like, let me so it was my turn to pitch, uh uh do it. And I had a crowd of people, I think it was like 15 people at the booth, and I said, uh, everybody grab it because we always tell people, grab a couple of chips. Let me uh I said, here, grab a couple of chips. I said, let me take you on the flavor tour. It just came out of my mouth. Nice. <laughs> the best the best ideas, the best things always yeah. just slip out like that. I remember everybody looking at me, uh, my cousin, uh, which you probably know her, her name was Fonda, and uh, she looked at me with this side eye. She always looked at me. What do you say? Like, like, you know, neither one of us said anything, but she looked at me like, what did you just say? Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so ever since that day, we started taking people on a flavor tour because we had all these different flavors and, and describing, and then that was all she wrote. And, and we won people's choice word that day. I just want to let you know Amazing. that. Amazing. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man, that, that, that's cool. And and I know when um, 
we, we were catching up earlier, you kind of mentioned something right when you guys were beginning, which is something I haven't heard of and I thought was a little bit crazy. Um, but I thought you, there's probably a lot of value that came from it and it was interesting and was wondering if you could share, but talking about when giving out a lot of samples to, to begin with, um, what was the kind of the idea behind that? What with, I think, uh, your first big batch of hot sauces. Um, oh, so you're talking about the experiment stages, like before we got in business. Okay. So, uh, like I said, when we had the recipe and, uh, we created a recipe, you know, we just took a bunch of samples to people and let people try it. Right. And, a lot of people liked it and it's like oh cool cool and then uh you know the wife and i had a conversation one day and uh actually i have in this trophy case behind me actually actually i'm probably gonna grab a few things from but uh one one the original uh so we decided to do a thousand bottle survey you know we're gonna give out yeah a thousand bottles uh we'll get the information do a survey and see if they like it or not and at the end and we get the final results uh we decided to go in business so we gave out samples. Everybody said that we gave samples to. It was like, well, yeah, it, you know, if, if you want a bottle, give us your, your survey. Tell us what you think. And uh, yeah, so but at the end, we were getting all these samples out. We were getting all these samples out, and everybody kept trying to buy it, buy it. So like somebody said, "Give me, uh, give me a case." I'm like, dude, I only made like thirty. <laughs> you know, like, back then the case was like, wow. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Like you, you already know how this. He gave, well, I guess I should say we um, gave out about a thousand bottles went out that yeah. and, and it's funny because um, he was working, of course, as a driller and, um, you know, I was working. So we, we both took, you know, the cases that we had and I just went and created like this little bootleg <laughs> little sheet here. OK. And it was just like, you know, it was like, tell me what you think. So tell me what you think. So these are the papers. And so this is what we have in our. Okay, uh, so we got yeah. the no, the heat right. level, the uh, too hot, just right, not enough. The taste is great, good, just okay, yeah. and we got consistency too. And then, would you purchase yeah. this product? Why or why not? Cool, like s- simple, but yeah. like the, the the stuff. I mean, there, there's a oh, good yeah. four, I mean, four four lines of, of would you buy this or not? Yeah, exactly. And and I told him, I was like, you know what, like. You can have the bottle for free. I just want your your feedback. You yep. know what I mean? And you know they completed it, and we're happy to do so. You know, and um, I just told them, I look, you know, be as honest as possible. I didn't tell them to put their names on it. Some, most of them did put their names on it, and um, it was really nice because after we passed up the bottles, they kept asking him, and then people would ask me, "Can I buy that? Can I buy that?" And then it's like you you know right then and there. To kind of answer your question, I guess the the method behind the madness is um, people love free stuff, but they don't they're not going to put their money on something that isn't worth it. Yep. And I think we we all can attest to that. If someone's going to give you something, you're not going to unless it's just like total crap, you're not going to decline. Yeah. But to actually ask to exchange money for this product, then you know that you have something. And it was like you know, like no, let's let's put it out there. Let's let, let's create you know. Let's create a movement, so to speak. <laughs> That's and awesome. It caught, it caught on. 
And by the way, this paper is 11 years old and it's holding up great. <laughs> <laughs> that is, well, and the, the humidor uh, uh, shelf there, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think that's so smart because um, surveys, you can learn so much information. Um, but I think also it, it's, to the the customers it, it's it's something it's like hey we're trying we're, we're early we're, we're trying to get better and i think people uh love a connection to a, a business and, and playing a part in that because i'm sure all that feedback played a lot of yeah. um oh, yeah. a huge role in, in what was to come um is so you all have some pretty awesome and unique hot sauces uh i'm gonna pick out one of them, the, the prickly pear. Um, how, how do you, how do you think about, right. uh, how do you think about creating new hot sauces? Um, because 11 really quality hot sauces is, is hard to do. So I, I, I'm curious how you, you think about new ones. Uh, uh, you see, it's funny you say about the prickly pear, you know, that was supposed to be a limited edition and they never let me put that one up. <laughs> it was only supposed to be a limited edition. Uh, we sold out of it. And, uh, had to make more. Sold out of it again. And I was like, okay, the labels are gone. Did we put it up? No. Everybody kept asking for it. So I was like, okay, we'd get some more. And uh, so, uh, you know, Arizona, if you you come to Arizona, it doesn't matter, tourism, you visit or whatever, everybody talks about prickly pear. Prickly pear, everything. We have prickly pears growing. Uh, for those who don't know what the prickly pear is, it's a, it's a, it's a desert cactus fruit. It's a fruit that grows on the cactus. And uh, it's prickly pear jellies here, prickly pear margaritas. Arizona definitely knows prickly pear margaritas. Just to let you know. That, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. But, but uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get a sauce that says Arizona written all over it, something that's, uh, something that's actually grown here that's naturally here. It's not a seed that someone brought over from a uh, next state over another country. Yeah. It's actually native here. So uh, I just wanted to do something like that. Yes, that's our tribute, our tribute to Arizona. That sauce right there. Awesome. So uh, I just came up with that one. Uh, I got a cool story about the Big Yellow, though. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, lo I love to hear that one. <laughs> well, uh, the Big Yellow sauce. I came up. With, I came up with the Big Yellow sauce. Uh, Back from a road trip from Vegas, <laughs> so I went to visit. Not not the first time you met Tasia, though. <laughs> no, uh, okay. on, the, on the way back, uh, I don't know. You ever had those uh, Jamaican meat pies? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah in, in, in New York, one pies? one time. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I'm a big fan of those, and uh. They always have a scotch bonnet sauce. It's not, it's not a mustard-based sauce. It's, you know, it's yellow because it's scotch bonnets. And I was just thinking, like, this would be pretty good with, like, something, like, mustardy. You know, I had a meat pie when I was a baby. I was like, I would love to just make a sauce just for this. And I was just thinking about it. And uh, Tasha and I was talking about it on the way back. I don't – when I when, when I create hot sauce, I don't talk about, oh, I'm going to do this, that, that. Yeah. I just tell them, like, I'm going to make a sauce when I get home. She looked at me like, aren't you tired? We had a long weekend. We had fun, but we're tired. Like, what are you about to do? <laughs> so I stopped at the grocery store on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't know what I was going to get. 
I know I wanted to make something with scotch bonnets, but I know we're in Arizona. It's hard to get scotch bonnets back then. Now it's easy to get them now. But back then in 2011, I mean, it was hard to get that kind, those kind of peppers here. You know, since hostel since grew so big, you know, you get your hands on anything now. Yeah. But back then it was extremely hard. Like all we had to work with is serranos, uh, habaneros, jalapenos, and you might get some ghost pepper here and there. But that's about it. That's all you had to work with back then. So I was like, well, I guess I'll do habaneros again. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to make with what you got to make do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so I just came up with the big yellow sauce. I wanted to do a mustard base. But uh, I just didn't want regular plain mustard. I'm like, uh, all right, I have these mangoes. I might as well do something with these mangoes. <laughs> like, I, truthfully, I tried to like, and I was like, all right. I threw a little a little bit of this, a little bit of that in there. Got it the first try. I mean, I probably made that sauce for about 15, 20 minutes. He literally came home and made the hot sauce. <laughs> After a Vegas trip. Like, I've known him for a long time, but I was literally just like, you're really about to get off the road and go make a hot sauce. <laughs> and then he hates mustard. He doesn't like mustard. But he was like, I'm going to make a mustard. So I'm just sitting there like, I'm all kinds of confused. And then when he gets done with it, like, it didn't even last in our house. Like, we ate it on everything. We had like Jimmy John's that night or the, the next day. Like, the sauce was gone. It was so delicious. Yeah, but she couldn't understand. She was like, got the, like, are you making a mustard or a hot sauce? I saw I'm making a hot sauce, not a mustard. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it was late i was buffering i was mad that i had to be at a store buying ingredients for like a mystery sauce but it was delicious and honestly that's how he i don't even if he tells you he's going to do something he's going to do it but that's it he'll be like you know what i was thinking i'll get a mustard mustard uh mustard hot sauce yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the conversation. That's it. There's nothing else. You're like, okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just letting you know I was lucky on that sauce to get the first try because you, you already know it's a hot sauce maker. Sometimes you get lucky. Other times you got to keep working. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wow. Been about two weeks on the three kings. Okay. And uh, I did not enjoy being the guinea pig on that one. Oh so. yeah, I, I have. I, I was. Uh, I was gonna try three different hot sauces from my lunch yesterday, and I was debating if I go just for the three kings or if I start with the ghost. And, and I kind of wimped out a little bit and just went with the ghost. Um, but yeah, I'll have to have to dig into that one. Actually, you know what? Yeah. No, no time like the present. I haven't been eating hot sauces as much uh, on the podcast, but I'm, I might as well before uh, and I do like a hot ones where. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love the flavor tour. I, I, I don't know if I'm up for the fla- the full flavor tour right now. Uh, I know. I know. Um, well, Paul, I, I know. Um, actually, well, let me just. Uh, I almost got this bottle open. So, what do we got in here? We got. Uh, ghost pepper mash, uh, tomato paste, carrots, chipotle, 
brown sugar, garlic powder, lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, reaper, scorpion, uh, onion, paprika, black pepper, cayenne, cumin, olive oil, uh, liquid smoke, hibiscus, flour, pure coffee extract, and organic chia seed powder. Wow, uh, a lot, lot packed oh, yeah. in here. Oh yeah, definitely. So, so is this the hottest one you guys do? That's the hottest one for now. Yeah, it's the hottest one at least. Not the biggest I've ever done, but mm, that's yummy. I, I could, like, I, I love like a good hot, smoky hot sauce um, with like breakfast sandwiches. And, and like oh, yeah. th those ones I, I like try to light myself up a little bit. Um, that, that is tasty. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it always does. Um, so I, I did want to ask a little bit uh, just because I think um, entrepreneurship years are like dog years in that like you learn <laughs> seven times the amount in one year when you're, when you're doing it yourself. Um, but it also sounds like you've had a lot of people, part of the Big Reds crew that have gone on to their other businesses and, and entrepreneurial ventures. Um, both, both of you, how do you like to work with others? And I don't know if there's any things that you think you do within your culture at Big Reds or just kind of sharing lessons that have kind of shared that success. And, and I think that's one of the best gifts you can give is teaching. Um, so I think that I just want to say thank you because that, that's really cool how um, you're sharing and making other small businesses, which I think is so important, but I don't know if there's anything that you guys do that has helped with everybody else's um, kind of success and excitement to try something else. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a part of the, the Big Reds culture, definitely, right? Uh, it's all about growth. It's all about, you know, inspiring others to do the same. So that's a part of our culture, but that's not just big reds. That's who we are as people. And that's definitely who I am as an individual. You know, if you put big reds down to the side of it. But uh, yeah, well, we, you know, there's people that uh, started me from day one. You know, they were like, you know, I can't tell you how many right hand men, men I had. Like I had a right hand man this year, a couple of years. I'm like, all right, you know, you have a dream. It's time for you to start, you know start living your dream and start working on what you want to do, what you, what you want to do. You know, if you want to stay here for life, cool. I'm down for that too. But, um, there's a lot of, I think we have about, I don't know how many people in about seven, nine, nine people to start their own business. So far. Wow. Wow. That, uh, that started with big reds and didn't know anything about uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, just being behind the scenes, you know, it's us just being small business owners, you get, a, you get to be involved from start to finish down to a T, like everything we do, you know, you know, so most people, you know, most people start out as sales reps. Then uh, as, as far as, if you're a sales rep with Big Reds, you at least have to go in the kitchen. It's a requirement to make yeah. the sauce at least once. Cool. Because you have a totally different experience. You have a wholly, totally different respect when you actually create something your own. So somebody asks you, do you make this? You can actually say, yes. Yeah. Because it's the truth. You understand what it, the process takes to make the sauce and you have more passion what goes into it. Every bottle, every bottle in Big Reds, I touched every single last bottle. Wow. 
I can tell you that every single last bottle That's I incredible. touched. It doesn't matter how many bottles we make. I have touched all of them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I never missed a day making sauce the whole uh, uh, nine years we've been in business. I haven't missed one single day. That's, all, that's, like, Le, that's like LeBron in playoffs over there. But, but you have to come back. So I guess <laughs> no, but I do, I do want to say something um, uh, about Paul, though, um, because, and, and you probably know this too, when, when you embark on the, the journey of being an entrepreneur, there's not a lot of help out there in terms of people that are just openly and willing to share with you. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, you know, you'll kind of get like the, the, the look of like, you're going to be my competition or whatever it is. No one is actually, you know, you know, helpful in that way. Um, I remember countless nights of Paul just being up until 3 a.m., you know, or sometimes, you know, I would have to wake up at 5 a.m. And I'm waking up to get ready for work. And he is still in there on the computer and hadn't gone to sleep, you wow. know, just researching, researching, researching. And, um, you know, trial and error. I remember when he went out to approach his first store and got his tail handed to him with his wholesale prices and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> Yep, that happened to me too. <laughs> it's like, you know, you don't know, but but he was willing to fail and guess yep. what? And got back up and did it again and failed again and got back up and did it again. And then, you know, when he finally did get to the point where he was confident and he was secure in what he had learned, you know, when people would come to him, he was an open book, you know, and, and he would share his knowledge. He would teach them. He would do different kinds of things. And, and sometimes, you know, I would say more often than not, it, 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 you know, worked out great. And then other times, you know, it was like, okay, well, you know, that person, you know, didn't do the right thing with that info, but it's okay. But he never let it change who he is. He never let it change his character. He never, you know, said, well, I'm not going to do this because this person tried to do that. It was always, no, this is who I am. And nothing you can do is going to alter my character. And that's who he is. And that's who he's been. And, you know, with our culture, you know, uh, we have a, a young lady, well, actually um, three people right now that are, you know, a part of the team that have, you know, um, aspirations to go on and do other things. And our thing is when you get to that point, when you're ready, you're going to get pushed out because at the end of the day, uh, you no, know, if you're a leader, you need to duplicate yourself. And you need to always be pushing people out. And our thing is God will, will supply our needs. I don't need to hold someone hostage to, to get what we need in this business. You got to go on and fulfill whatever callings on your life. And for however long you're here, you're going to learn and grow. You know, you know, it's kind of funny. Like sometimes we're manufacturing and, uh, you know, we have a new team. Usually like we have uh, some new people that work for us about a year or two and like oh they think they know everybody everything just going in big reds here if this person show up this week this person show up week this all of a sudden just different people show up and they know what to do hands down the people just looking like who are they like where are they because <laughs> we, we were saying once big reds always big reds awesome. you know like, yeah people that used to work for us or used to uh you know start their own business and went on and do different things uh sometimes they just come back just to make sauce because they missed it yeah yeah it's the the hard work out there like we move 100 miles per hour in that kitchen like you're yeah, going yeah. To so, so so you guys you guys were talking that you were 
getting ready today for a big production day. I mean, a big production week, but set the scene for me, uh, what, what production looks like. Are, are you guys playing music? How many people are in there? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, usually in the kitchen, usually we have about four to five people. Okay. You know, five is the perfect number. It all depends, uh, you know, what's going on. So, uh, Music is always loud. We always play Motown. We love oldies. Old school music. Uh, everybody just dancing, having a good time. People talking. There's a lot of laughter. I mean, you just can feel the love in there. Like, you know, it's a side. It's work. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's working hard. We don't have to even, because that's part of Big Red's culture. We don't, we say, hey, oh, you know, you, can, you can't be, you on your phone constantly. We don't, we don't do any of that. Which is we just have fun. We have a job. Everybody takes pride in what they're doing. It's it's just uh it's hard work, but it's just it's just a lot a lot of fun, you know. Yep. Yeah. We like to remix songs too. So like if there's a song playing, we're gonna remix it big red style, and it's going to end in hot sauce in some way. <laughs> shape, or form. Oh man, so I love. Just, it. It's a little battle for the music too. So it's um it, it's about speed and efficiency too. So there's a lot of there's a little bit of trash talk that goes on. <laughs> there's quite a bit of trash talk that goes on, yeah, especially from this guy. Oh, why moving so slow? Like, but it's, it's like a big old family. Like there's like that 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 taunting, but it's always funny. Oh, yeah, we have what you call we were saying that we said uh, you're about to catch a case. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Like, oh, you're catching cases over there, like, you know, case, 12 bottles in the case. And like, oh, you know, yeah. like, uh, how many cases you got there? Yeah, you know? If somebody, you know, whatever your, your job is, you never want to be the one that has 12 bottles waiting on you. I'm I'm going to be using that because uh, I know who I'm targeting with, with, with that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's that's cool. I th- I mean, I I think that's so important, and uh, I, I I don't know. It, you 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 might not know kind of the the significance between behind my name, uh, my own hot sauce company, which is Crack uh, Crack Sauce. It, it's uh, it's Irish word, um, okay. and um, it, it's spelled C R A I C. And good crack is like having a laugh, <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> Um, and, and that's like what we're all about is like kind of, we have our own version of that, like in the yeah. kitchen, but I think like it, it, it's fun, like doing what we do is stressful. It's hard work. Um, there's mm-hmm. been times where we're in the kitchen where we're kind of like dragging, going a little bit insane, but then somebody comes in with like doing something stupid or saying something funny or somebody else comes <laughs> in and, and like things pick back up and, um, I think that's really sounds like you guys have a blast with what you guys do, but um, I'm just going to leave it with a couple more questions, but and what's, what's your favorite thing about starting big reds? That's, that's a really tough question. I know, but like, no, no. Uh, my favorite thing about it is uh, just the people that you come across that you meet, you know, the industries from, uh, from, from makers, from customers, uh, it's all fans. It's the people you encounter, you know. Uh, I never thought in a million years this uh, this hot sauce would take me many, many places and thousands and thousands of miles. I mean, I know. I just never thought of hot sauce. So, you know, people call me or, or, you know, want to come do an interview and hear what I have to say or 
uh, put me on TV to do hot sauce. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just the people. I, I, just, I just never ever get uh, tired of meeting new people. Uh, people just appreciate your sauce and, and the, the reaction you get. I mean, every morning when I wake up, you know, you got some kind of message, you got something like this. It's just, it's just amazing. I just never, you know, that's a favorite, my favorite part is, you know. Um, I would say my favorite part, um, I, I, like Paul said, like uh, the hot sauce has really blown up and it's and it's been a vehicle for us to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do in life. Um, the biggest pride and joy that I have is the fact that we have something to pass on to our kids. Um, I don't know if you know, but Paul and I, we have three small kids. Um, we became teachers during COVID, but um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> like, um, you know, like I said before, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family. You know, I didn't know a whole lot about, you know, you being able to um, create the destiny and the future that you wanted. So the fact that this is ours and we can hand this over to our kids or when they get of a certain age, they can come and see what mommy and daddy do and have a work ethic at a young age. Um, that That's invaluable to me. Plus, when they get a certain age, when they get 16, we have three employees. Just yeah. waiting. <laughs> Uh, that yeah that, that's uh, <laughs> for, for those listening paul and tejas just started doing a little dance uh, on video there yeah. <laughs> awesome well, i, I want to end, end it with uh just kind of a, a question uh about kind of advice for for people just starting off or, or, or thinking about doing it and, and I think just listening to this, they're going to get a lot of inspiration and, and a lot of um, tips for, for, from just having listened already. But um, curious if, if you have any kind of parting advice for folks kind of entering uh, the, the fast growing, competitive, uh, but really awesome uh, hot sauce community. First of all, the, the one thing you, you have to believe in yourself, you know, uh, I'd rather bet on myself any other day. Like for me, you know, yeah, you just got to put your blinders in there. You've got to keep on working. You got to uh, uh, don't take no for an answer. You know, uh, there is, you know, we have fun. There's a lot of stuff I'm talking about uh, that we talked about in this podcast, but uh, it does get rough at times, but you just got to, you just got to stick it. You got to stick with it. Uh, it does get easier. You just keep on, keep on working harder. Yeah, just believe in yourself. Just work hard and keep on going at it. Just keep on going at it. I've been doing this for nine years, and uh, it does get a little easier, you know. And it's uh, it's very rewarding too, you know. It's uh, yeah, that's uh, I would say um, know your why. Um, if you know your why, you can endure anyhow. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard, you know. There's there's there is uh, no shortcut to success. You have to put in the work. Um, but you'll be proud of yourself when you put in the hard work and, and, and you grind it out and you know that what you did took something from you in a good way. You know, you have so much pride and you have so much confidence in yourself that the next task gets easier and easier and easier and you can keep climbing. But um, as Paul said, you got to be willing to bet on yourself. And if you're not, then you need to develop yourself so that you can bet on, bet on yourself. Um, surround yourself with good people. Um, like-minded individuals. Um, I thank God every single day for our family who has been instrumental in the, you know, allowing Paul and I to do what we do. 
and um, you know, uh, you know, with watching the kids or being willing to come on board, like surround yourself with positive people, but not yes men. Have mm-hmm. some people that are going to tell you when mm-hmm. you're, you know, kind of off in left field, but also have some people that are going to encourage you and not um, be fear mongers and telling you that you can't do it because you literally can do anything that you put your mind to if you're willing to put in the hard work. Awesome. Hey, yeah, have somebody that's, Paul, are you, are you okay when you're making this mustard sauce <laughs> after uh, Vegas? <laughs> well, uh, Tasia and Paul, thank you so much for, for uh, being here. And, and uh, I, I, enjoyed talking to you both so much and and um yeah I, we're, we're gonna have your hot sauces on our website um and, and so stay tuned on that but in the meantime uh where where can people find you uh i assume big reds for most things but uh yeah you can find us on uh, instagram uh facebook at big reds hot sauce uh and also, you go to the website, bigredshotsauce.com. You can find us uh, there anytime. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. That does it. <laughs> cool. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure, yeah. sure to tag um, you guys. But, um, yeah, I guess any, any parting thoughts before, before we wrap up? I'm just, I like to say, well, I'm just uh, fortunate to be here. Uh, I enjoy life every day, every night, every day. Uh, put a smile on my face. Uh, it's a, it's a blessed thing you do with what you love, what you're passionate about. And, you know, I'm just fortunate to be here. I'm just glad you get this opportunity that we never take you granted to even just ever have us on your show. You know, I'm excited. I was looking forward to all day, you know, it was like a kid in the candy store, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I just, just, just thank you. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could have, you, you know, you um, had anyone else on your show and you you took an interest in Big Red's Hot Sauce and that means a lot to us. And um, we also just wanted to wish you tons of success with your business and with your podcast. And I hope that it blows up and blows your mind bigger <laughs> than you can even imagine. <laughs> I'm going to get your hot sauce in my collection. Yeah. Right? Okay, I'm like, I, I would be honored. I mean, honored. I'm not I like to brag. I like about 500 bottles in my collection, but you know, okay. <laughs> I'm not Vic now. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't, don't step on his toes. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, I don't think anyone can, can beat that collection, but uh, no, you, you're welcome. Well, and I, I would say, wow. I, okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's on my list of uh, places to see before I, I uh, move on. But um, yeah, I, I just want to say, uh, like you guys stand out with your positivity, your energy that you guys bring to um, your, your work and your passion and your sauces. So um, right back at you guys, but with, with the best of luck. And yeah, well, uh, th- thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And you got to listen to their Motown remix they did while cooking uh, that they mentioned in the conversation. So we got a link to that, uh, to their Instagram uh, in the show notes. Uh, And while you're also checking out the show notes in the video, uh, be sure to check out our November hot sauce box, which features Big Red's original hot sauce uh, and two other hot sauce makers. Uh, We got Benito's from Vermont, who is one of our very early podcast guests, I think in 2017, maybe, or even 16. Uh, And we also have Face Punch Foods from Minnesota. They did a craft hot sauce story and I use their sauces as their everyday sauce like all the time. So check out our curated hot sauce boxes on the Craft Hot Sauce shop on crafthotsauce.com. And if you want to make sure you're the first one to hear our newest 
podcast episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. So thanks again for listening to the Craft Hot Sauce podcast, and we'll catch you next time.